0: Hello and welcome to IWTA, Inspiring Women in Travel Asia. I'm Michaela Connor, co-hosting this week's episode with the amazing Dr. Avita Kawaz, who wears many hats like travel professional, heritage walk expert, skilled trainer in hospitality and tourists, also a guest faculty at universities, international tour guide, and owner and director of Walk Around India. Please help us welcome Dr. Avita say a warm welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Why don't uh, we start, um, yeah, why don't we start with hearing more about you and your background? Yeah.
1: First of all, warm namaskar Mishela, and uh, thank you for having me in uh, uh, Travel Inspiring Women, uh, Uh, platform and it's a great honor uh, to be part of that, although I still feel that I'm still not in the position to speak and I am still consider myself as a learner, but it is always good to connect with the people from different community and share your experiences. Okay so yeah let's begin with as you have asked that what's my background is and where i'm from and how did this walk around india happen so i'll take you a little bit uh, into that i am i belong to a marwari family so when i say that marwari family it belongs to the rajasthan so rajasthan is in the western part of india so i belong uh, from there the jodhpur is the city where i was born and brought up so You know, I have those uh, Rajasthani traditions into it. And, uh, you know, while growing up in uh, the western part of Rajasthan or western part of India, you can say that we are very culturally rich and traditionally rich people. We have lots of customs, we have lots of rituals to follow. We have, you know, a different uh, uh, variety of clothing for every occasion. We have different prayers, we have different festivals. So it, it is like a complete package in itself. So that's, that's, how, that's how my upbringing uh, has been over the period of time, you know, engraving all those uh, uh, traditionals and cultural aspects into my personality. And also owing to the fact that I come from a very, uh, uh, you can say that educated family. Uh, my grandfather was professor of economics, my father was principal in school, and my grandmother was also principal. So there were some doctors, they were engineers, So it, we have a very uh, open and educative kind of backgrounds, a mix of culture, religion, you can say that, so it's, it's a very good upbringing and uh, I'm blessed to have all of this in my childhood. And uh, yes, so this is a little bit about your core personality is this is like who I am. And uh, then over the years, uh, you know, when I was in 12th and uh, in my graduation, the, the I have attended one of the conferences wherein, you know, they talk about various tourism businesses. So, in, and I was very naive and young, and I didn't know what that tourism, you know, as a word itself is. Although I was aware about the hospitality courses, that hotel management courses, where it is FNB service, where you can become a chef. So that very designated, you know. So you know what you have to do. But when you talk about tourism and. Many a times people ask that what is there in the tourism? What are you are supposed to do? So there are n number of things, you know, and tourism is like kind of interlinked with everything. So that kind of conference uh, gave me an insight. Okay, that this is something that can be pursued upon, and uh, you know, can be searched upon, and uh, area that has fascinated you. So and being, a, I, I personally feel that I am very. Uh, uh, very hospitable, maybe it it is just something, a virtue that I adapted from Rajasthan, Rajasthani people are very hospitable, so we love to interact, the social interaction is a very part, very much a part of our culture, so I felt that there is something, either hospitality or tourism, I may fit into, because you know, that's a very career-shaping path of your life after graduation, when you are, you can say that in your uh, late teens and early 20s so you have to mix your uh, interest your passion and your education to shape up your career and that's very very important Uh, otherwise uh, you know after some time if you're not following your passion you drop down if you are you know following your career and it's not mixed your passion you drop down so that, those are, you know, very uh, important years, uh, I would say. And yeah, I got to attend, uh, got the opportunity to attend that particular seminar. And uh, yeah, and then I decided to pursue my education further in tourism. So I did my master's in tourism with honours. And then uh, I did my master's in human resource management as well, MBA. Because this tourism and human resource are like kind of, connected together and then further I did my PhD in heritage tourism so this is all about like uh, how my education has shaped up my career
0: yeah so you so you found your passion in the tourist industry Uh, I would not say that I have found my passion
1: in the tourism industry initially my Mm. passion was more into teaching Mm. So I I don't know, maybe it is something that I've adopted from my, uh, you know, parental house, because my Mm. grandfather was professor, my father was a principal. So there is some kind of academic inclination. And uh, to be very frank, I didn't know much about what to do in tourism. Mm. So I knew that, okay, I have to take an academic path and I have to become a teacher or maybe a professor or maybe a skill trainer. You have to impart something. But when you talk about you have to impart something, you have to have something for that. Mm. So that my PhD journey was like that. Then I've been associated with many universities and I've trained to many airlines as well and uh, work with few travel agencies so that I'm well equipped to uh, you know, deliver what I wanted to deliver. And it, in the process of equipping myself with the experiences, whether it is in academics, whether it is in travel trade, whether if I'm, uh, you know, doing some training somewhere, it has opened up kind of a, a platform of opportunities that this is all can be done or this is what actually tourism uh, can be explored so these are the various opportunities I can you know look into it and yeah so this is how the walk around India happens eventually.
0: Mm. So what was it about teaching in the tourism sector that that you felt passionate about because you talked about your upbringing and you mentioned that you come from a uh, a family with rich culture and rich traditions and obviously a family that are very educated so education is important in yes. your family it seems like and then you kind of almost like mixed that that culture and traditions and the passion mm-hmm. for that and the, the being mm-hmm. proud of of that with yeah. the the teaching side so yes at what point in life did you think oh actually I can put that together with that and then I can now teach that
1: yeah so that uh, uh, that happened during my phd so, uh, you know, PhD, it, it, it requires lots of hard work and lots of patience. So, during my uh, PhD, or you can say that my field work, I got to interact with uh, different tourists, you know, to fill the questionnaire and do the research work. So, you have to be there on the field. So, I have completed my PhD in five long years. So, you know, I was completely there on field five long years. I have not taken any kind of, uh, you know, uh, teaching assignment, I was completely dedicated into that. So while I was doing my PhD, I've interacted with lots of tourists, lots of tourists, you can say that, and of different, different regions. So it is a kind of comparative study between the two regions of Rajasthan. So I had to uh, interview lots of tourists. And there I find out that each and every tourist has a very different need. Now, you cannot sell one package to two different people like you know these days it is happening that every person that i come across has a very different travel need some may be traveling for spiritual purpose some it is religious some it is leisure some it is like you know adventure some it is educational so each and every tourist or you can say that person i come across has a very different mindset of you know how they wanted to travel So this is something that has hit me initially that, okay, the travel should be different for every person, whether he's a kid of five years or for a person of age, like 50 years in a group. So you cannot mix two things together. And the other thing that uh, people suggested me that, Avita, why don't you conduct tours because... Obviously, doing your PhD, your passion for teaching, explaining things makes lots of sense. So then uh, in in my uh, PhD as well, I have inculcated that guiding just is not about the oral representation of what you see. It is a kind of visual representation as well and know, kind of storytelling mixed up with that. So then I started the particular place or the architecture with the help of uh, pictures with the help of videos so that you know people kind of like authenticate okay whatever the person is telling it is genuine and they take uh, take them back long that particular story so that is something that I have uh, you know, experimented uh, during uh, my PhD thing so these are two Particular things that I found out that I'm good at, that okay, I'm good at explaining and I'm, you know, I am good at finding out what a person needs. And in the course of that particular time, I have made many itineraries of, you know, the travelers, they were international travelers completely free of cost and uh, then you know I took few guiding assignments as well to take them around uh, uh, India as well to take them around Rajasthan and other states as well so this is like kind of whole of a experiment that happened and it's a very gradual thing so after my PhD was over then I started getting you know lots of assignments that Avita we are here in Chandigarh and we want you to be you know take us there then people are like we are in Pondicherry we want you be there then people are like we are in Rajasthan and we want you there and why don't you design our your itinerary then uh, from national, we shifted to international. So, you know, then I've taken assignments for UAE in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there for, uh, you know, one and a half months and taking few of these guiding assignments. And again, the difference is that designing different itineraries, showcasing a different perspective, of, you know, a city, Mm. although the city is same, the tourist places are the same, but how you are taking them along, what story you are telling them. So, so that is all like, uh, it, it It all happened eventually, very organically, mm. very systematically, I would say. So there is not something that I suddenly came into my mind that, okay, I have to do this. No, it is uh, years of experience in education and experiments that lead to the conceptualization of Walk Around India in 2013. So in 13. Uh, Uh, I have like decided okay I have to do something about it Mm. then I started collaborating with uh, various NGOs you know because again we wanted to be confident enough that okay whatever we are delivering it should be deliverable and it, it is worth it. So I always believe in that uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. So then I worked with few NGOs and take on a few assignments and it went well. And then uh, I think by 17 or 18 onwards, we are full-fledged working on our own. So we do itinerary designing, we do your tour package designing, we do your guiding and we mix up different itineraries and, uh, you know, uh, for your travel. And there is, we don't sell any packages people Mm -hmm. often come to us and tell us is there any Dubai package or is there any Europe package or is there any you know India package you would like to uh, you know uh, offer Then I simply say we we don't offer any package you just have a chit chat with us maybe on email you drop us some your some your some of your interest and then uh, we design an itinerary according to that and then we will give it to you Mm. so this is all walk around India is, and we specialize is um, uh, specialize in architecture. Mm. So our focus is uh, basically architecture, and uh, along with your tourism and leisure and culture, whatever your interests are, but we focus more on uh, explaining the architecture of places mm. and buildings and the monuments. Whatever uh, comes along. I just
0: it. love how you've mixed because you said you also did a human resources degree, and it sounds like when you talk, you're really passionate about people, and you're yes. really passionate about your heritage, and you kind of mix the two because through being interested in people, you get to really showcase, uh, yes. you know, your beautiful country. So. Um, you focus on architecture, you said, w- w- why is that a focus? What, what kind of where did that idea come from that that was kind of where you wanted to? Uh,
1: you know, again,
0: uh, uh, coming from,
1: uh, you know, the travel background, again, you can say that and doing lots of research in that and uh, since time unknown, we know that travel is always for a purpose. Mm -hmm. you travel for a purpose you know earlier it was religious it was spiritual more of a people wanted to find themselves Up, they go to different culture and uh, they wanted to have something so travel is always associated with culture but Mm -hmm. over the period of time the tourism or you can say that travel is more like a commercialized commercialized in the sense that you go to a particular place it's it's a it's it's something they're offering you go to the hotel you go to the tourist places and you come back you even didn't know the history of it you didn't know the geography of it you didn't know what particular place is designed for so we need to put emphasis on making travel more purposeful Mm. and that can only be happen when we know about the kind of architecture that particular place holds. It's very similar to your house. For example, when I come to your house, you will probably show me, okay, I took five long years to design this (laughs) house. This is my favorite shell. This is something I bought from India. This is something I bought from this local Mm. market. And each and every, maybe you can say this is a window I have broken 10 times and then I have reconstructed it. This is the door, you know, it, you may have a story of that particular door. So when someone leaves that particular, your house, so they have your story intact with you. And whenever next time they come, okay, okay this is the window broken. This, oh, you have taken up the new uh, door handle or something. Even the smallest of the furniture speaks volumes about the history. So we are not uh, focusing more on the history because it gets sometimes boring and people like kind of forgot Mm -hmm. but architecture is something that you see physically you know Mm -hmm. that is something physically present Mm -hmm. and India is rich in uh, you know heritage whether you talk about uh, the heritage or the modern heritage so we have lots of architectural masterpieces in the forms of temples forts palaces cities so that speaks volume and that is something that you take long. So if, mm-hmm. if you are there with me and I'll be taking you on a tour, so I make sure you know the basics of the architecture and once the tour is complete, you feel like, okay, I know the city very well. I know the roundabouts. I know why the city is being designed. So that is how the architecture helps shape your travel. Mm-hmm. So that is why we focus more on uh, architecture.
0: And And it's education as well, right? So you you talked about your family being passionate about education. I can see that you as well, that obviously you're teaching visitors something about your country or wherever it is that they're visiting. And you also do guest, you also guest faculty at, at in Yes, I'm
1: also associated with, yeah, as a guest faculty in uh, Punjab University, it is one of the oldest universities uh, in the history of India, and yeah. it existed uh, before partition as well, and so yes, I'm associated with uh, that, and uh, you know, I always wanted to linked with uh, next generation or you can say that gen z i always wanted to hold them together because you know they always have a different perspective what what actually they see how how the travel means to them what new ideas they have so it's always good to be associated with younger generation and that gives me lots of energy it's an idea sharing and you know i can say that i'm still learning so i'm still learning from them so So that is something I wanted, always wanted to do. Although it sometimes makes it very hectic to me, you know, the morning routine with the family and all that. And then you're going to take a few lectures and then you have your office and then you have your travel schedule. But I always make sure that I always take up the classes and uh, the fulfilling and enriching classes. Mm -hmm. That is something and again, teaching is something very uh, dear to me. So and yes, the new generation always have uh,
0: you know, beautiful ideas in different yeah, islands. I agree, lots of energy. If lots I if I thing. ever asked one of your student groups, the, yeah. you know, describe Dr. Avita's teaching in five words or describe Dr. Avita in five words, what do you think they would say about you?
1: I think mean, you need to
0: ask them. <laughs> So oh, take God. a guess what how do you think they would describe the way you teach or, or Probably first of all they'll
1: say that i am very strict i'm very strict i'm very punctual so these are i think the two qualities they'll always focus on yeah yeah so that's something from my side i can add rest rest i think few points they'll tell <laughs> yeah yeah because when when you have to utilize time to its maximum potential you cannot uh you you cannot have time to, you know, dilute that. So in that sense, my time is very precious. So I make sure that I'm always on time. I always leave on time and I'm very strict with all their assignments, lectures and whatever the things are. So yeah. I think
0: these two qualities, probably they they should speak. <laughs> yeah, I think they might mention passionate as well. I have a feeling. Uh, I don't know you students, but I think they <laughs> might mention that. Now, yeah. to obviously you have a lot of... Um, Experience, uh, a lot of learnings. So I, I can hear you've been involved in many different things that's kind of shaped the path that you're on today. What has been your biggest challenge?
1: Uh, the biggest challenge, uh, I think, uh, uh, probably is uh, to take up that step. Personally, you know, Mm -hmm. you may have lots of ideas in mind and you wanted to do something. So the biggest step is the first step, Mm. whether you wanted to do your PhD, whether you wanted to, you know, give up on PhD, whether you wanted to open your travel agency, whether you wanted to juggle up between three jobs and family. So it is always your choice and you have to take that first step so whether it is for uh, the men women boys girls whomsoever out there is you have to take the first step so i think that's the biggest challenge and re- then rest becomes easy you know when you are mm. mentally prepared okay i have taken up the first step and then you are ready to uh, overcome the challenges so there are lots of challenges that you feel and still today i feel lots of challenges so challenges are not going anywhere there are like every step yeah. But taking the first step is always important.
0: Leaving your comfort zone is important. So, so what 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 helped you leave your comfort zone? What was it so that kind of pushed you to take that first step?
1: Uh life life is very short. Yeah. And uh, I always believe in adding lots of experiences uh, to my life. I do not want a very comfortable life. I don't know uh, why it is a personal virtue or something, but I'm very happy moving or hopping to different uh, countries or moving to different places. Or maybe over the period of time, maybe I have adapted this uh, particular quality. So, you know, then uh, you're not anyways on your comfort zone. So one day you are staying at a luxurious hotel and other day you are staying at a backpack. Uh, you're backpacking and you're staying in a hostel dormitory. So that is something travel make always keeps you on your toes. So, yeah, that is something uh,
0: you can say that. So to to um kind of embrace challenges or or you know push yourself outside the comfort zone, I agree it's very difficult to do, but oh my god, it's amazing once you do it, right? Um, do do you have people in your life that you kind of go to? What what kind of support network do you have, or maybe someone that really inspires you that helps you be brave and courageous at times when you feel like oh no, I don't want to do it?
1: Yeah. Okay. If you talk about the support, I think I would like to talk a lot in that because when a female or a woman moves out from the house, right from uh, the house help you have from the neighbors, from the friends, from the relatives, and uh, the professional colleagues, everyone is a part of that. So probably if you see me as Dr. Ravita Khawaz, the director, walk around India and whatever it is. So it's not single me. It's never a singular person. It's a kind of uh, maybe 500 or 100 females supporting me to reach that. Maybe I have a sudden travel call and my daughter is at home. Then I need to call up my friend. Okay, can you pick her up and take care with, uh, you have to take, you have to be with her. And she did that. Many a times that it happens that I'm at an international travel, my husband is not there, my parents are with me. So, you know, again, my parents are playing very important role, both Mm -hmm. sides of parents, then their friends, then their professional colleagues, then my house helps, then all my moms, all the neighbors, those who know that, okay, I'm working, if something happens, they're there to take care, then your friends, okay. So, I think I would like to give a shout out to all the uh, women around uh, me or everyone, whether you are a mom, you are a sister, friend, colleague, professional colleague, whomsoever around you, they are always like gives you kind of a push up. Okay, go ahead. We will. We are there because, you know, having a family and managing your family and doing work together, it requires lots of support. So Mm -hmm. It requires supports mentally, physically, emotionally. So these are the kind of people like always there. So it's never be a singular job. So Mm -hmm. I would like to thank uh, all of them, all the beautiful uh, women out there in my life, my friends, my relatives, my moms, both sides of moms, dads friends or anyone's name maybe I have missed out but I would like to thank wholeheartedly to them that they are always there so that I can move forward even if I feel like okay I need some rest or something I go into my shell or two days I don't talk to or maybe I'm moody or you know I may cry or maybe I take my time but again I come back stronger Mm. so that is something uh, I'm thankful for I'm grateful for Mm. these are the people who
0: always push me ahead yeah that's great it's so important to have your support network that can be there for you at at those times the highs and the lows of life right it's so important yeah and what has been you know your your biggest learnings maybe there was something that you felt like oh this is just not gonna work I'm trying and I'm trying but it was like the biggest learnings in life so far that you can look back on now and say it happened for a reason. Because learning in life
1: are failures. There are going to be failures. You know, it's, it's not like that, that uh, everything comes in a platter to you. There are going to be failures, not one time, but many a time there are failures. Professionally, you fail. Academically, you fail. You know, Personally, you fail. So there are lots of failures. And when I look back and, you know, I, 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 I may say that there are a number of failures uh, I have overcome. So at some point of time, I didn't know that I was able to make up to the entrance of my Masters of Tourism or not. So I still remember feeling those goosebumps when I got, okay, finally I got an admission into uh, the reputed university. Mm -hmm. Then it happened with my PhD, you know, I did everything and there was a sudden uh, demise of my guide. So there, there, there is something, a setback that you don't want to do. Then you move to another city, and then you know you don't know how to how to do your PhD. Then you are giving entrances to different uh, universities, and you are waiting. So whatever you see today, it comes with lots of failures. And mm. even with walk around India, we have lots of failures, financial losses. Uh, you can say that I may have shaken up my confidence while speaking to someone more experienced. So everything has happened. So there are lots of failures. So play, failures are something that I have that's our all that's uh, uh failures or something you can say that they have taught me lots of good lessons they have taught me patience and they always uh, teach me to again move forward
0: mm-hmm. how so do you learn feel- to embrace failures like how do you learn yes. the difference between not like beating yourself up that you're not good yeah. enough that's why it didn't work too yeah. okay this was interesting I learned from this now I'm gonna try in a different way what how, how yeah. do you how how did you learn? Like, what advice would you give to to other women and men how to embrace failures? Uh,
1: yeah, you know, if you talk about it, it's very easy to talk that how to embrace failures. Yeah, but personally, it is very very difficult to embrace failures and I would like to give suggestion that it it is a very individualistic approach sometimes Mm. you may have a support system in terms of your family sometimes in terms of your friends sometimes you are like self-motivated person so whatever suits you whatever uh, is positive around you take help you know, ask for help. This is something very, very important. Mm. Ask for help. Don't feel like, okay, I I should not tell anyone this is something I fail and, you know, people will laugh at, no, that is something not. You have to embrace your failures. You have to discuss your financial losses. Maybe someone who's more experienced to you. Maybe if you wanted to take up the next step, you must hire some people. You may require lots of good team. So always take your time. Be around the people who feel like, uh, you know, who appreciates you Mm -hmm. and help you overcome those failures. And don't shy in asking for help. You cannot, uh, you know, alone, you cannot do anything. So you need to have, have help around you. So that is something there are two advice I would personally give.
0: Ask for help yeah. and uh, have a good team and positive team around you. That is very good advice. If you were to go back in time and give yourself some advice when you were, you know, early 20s or, you know, just your younger self, uh, yeah. what advice would you give yourself now that you're wiser?
1: okay, uh, advice I would like to give, uh, maybe to calm down, to have a little peace, yeah. enjoy, mm-hmm. this is something maybe I should give, this is to be maybe younger self, maybe I enjoy these days more, maybe I've struggled a lot in my earlier days, but uh, yeah, I should have uh, a little bit more calmer and I should have enjoyed a little bit more so yeah
0: Yeah, rest
1: uh, I don't have any regrets in life but I was uh, very much into okay I have to do this you know the time is passing I have to do this which is eventually good because Mm. you know those are the initial important years of your career-shaping years of your life, which mm. I, uh, uh, I'm very proud of it that I have utilized in a very good manner, wherein people still figure out what they have to do and all that. So probably there is no confusion or there is no car- um, comparison. But uh, there is something, the part of my life which I'm very proud of is that those years where I have not stopped and keep going, maybe I'm enjoying more life now and more calmer now and
0: being present yeah being present yeah Yeah. that's great advice that's great advice and what's in the future for you what 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 goals or vision do you have for the next five years what would you like to achieve
1: uh uh, there is one principle that I always uh focused in my life is one step at a time Mm so you know that that actually helped me a lot so i probably don't know what i'm going to do in next 5 years but i'm i'll be doing something hmm. so the the book writing uh, i'm very much into it so we are into it so walk around india will soon have uh, its range of books uh, coming up so we will have uh, you know uh that thing in our pipeline we have internationally expanded so we have our tours all across now globe uh europe we are already conducting but we are trying to cover other continents as well so that is something in pipeline earlier we were catering to only few states to india but now we have collaborated and we are catering to all these states of india so there is a lot to do but uh, yeah it is just like one step
0: uh, yeah. at a time but those so things not. that you've just mentioned sounds like amazing steps for you know yeah. for growth. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Um, we're towards the end of our interviews. So I have one more question. It's a little bit yeah. random, but I, I'm gonna ask it because I'm I'm curious. Yes. If you were a superhero, which superhero would you be and why?
1: Mm. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> that. That will take a little bit of moment to maybe uh, think uh, for a while. Uh,
0: I'll go for Wonder Woman. Oh, okay, and and why why Wonder Woman? Being
1: uh, first of all, uh, one step at a time, she's very kind. Yeah, she believes in kind of saving humanity, and you know there is always a purpose involved in what she's doing. So yeah, I will select up that because there are two things I can relate to uh, that, uh, okay, serving for a purpose and serving humanity. So travel also does the same thing, you know, it serves you a purpose and yeah, it saves the humanity as well. So I think I can relate a little bit to Wonder Woman and also she's beautiful, so beautiful, smart. So
0: that adds a little bit to it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Wonder Woman, absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Rita, for your time today. I've learned so much from you and I know your story will inspire others uh, mm, to take you, that next you. step. Uh it's my biggest takeaway is, you know, just one step at a time and 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 surround yourself with people that can support you take that step. And I am very excited to be following your next steps uh via, <laughs> via LinkedIn. Sure, and, sure. Uh, when I come welcome. and visit your region i will make sure i hire the best tour guy which is clearly you so <laughs> i'm looking forward to hopefully see you face to face sometime in the future as well
1: sure sure we'll definitely wait for that
0: yes thank you so much dr avita thank you thank you,
1: thank you, thank you. for having me have bye. a great
0: day yeah bye